This broadcast of the PJC Media Network seeks to present wholesome, thought-provoking, and entertaining content. However, the views expressed by the hosts of PJC Media are theirs and theirs alone. They do not reflect the views of this network or its affiliates. Please utilize listener discretion. My name is Sheila White. I am the president and co-founder of Her Cries Are Heard, an organization that focuses on preventing violence against females. One in three women have been victims of physical abuse or violence by an intimate partner or non-partner within their lifetime. 94% of women killed by men were murdered by someone they knew. Violence can affect a woman's physical and mental health and also negatively affect her children. In 1991, my sister was murdered by her husband, and in 2013, my niece was murdered by a man who followed her home from a party. Being a victim of violence is devastating to the victim and the victim's family. Help us to help you. Help us to prevent this from happening to you or someone you love. Please look at our website, www.hercriesareheard.org for the prevention tools and referrals to help save lives. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White show. Each week, we feature different topics concerning issues that sometimes can be difficult to talk about. These issues concern children and adults who may be autistic, have Asperger's, or have mental disorders of any kind. We will discuss law enforcement and how they interact with these persons. Now, let's start the show. Good evening, good evening, and welcome to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White. Tonight, we're going to be discussing mental health, God, and decisions. And our guest tonight, I would like to introduce to you, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to let her talk to you and tell you who you are. Good evening, guest. Good evening. How you doing? I'm doing fine. That's good. So give us your um your name, and tell us what you had at the show before. Okay. My name is Spirit Madden, and I am currently a paraeducator in the public school system. Um, I'm single, and African, I'm an African American and Native American descent, and I'm an American woman, I'm an American woman, and I... Um, enjoy being American. I enjoy my peers. I enjoy my community. Um, did you say mention why I'm on the show? No, I haven't. You can do that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, uh-uh. Yeah, I, um, I really liked Jenny Whitehead because she was kind enough to speak to me last year on her show, and we discussed some things back then about depression, but um, can I'm you feeling just, better. Okay, 
But can you just give us a little bit about, you know, last year? Oh, sure. Yeah, last year was about um, my struggles with depression. Okay. And how I was dealing with it, the things that I did to cope and to help myself. And um, one of them was to see a counselor. And one of them was to make sure that I had a list of things that were good for my, to help me out of my depression, to make sure I was following that list, like getting exercise, the proper diet, um, being socially connected to other people, um, having perhaps someone to take care of, like a pet or plants. Um, Okay. Small things like that. So did you get a pet? (laughs) I got a plant. Oh, <laughs> you took plants over pets, okay? <laughs> yeah, I got plants. But whatever so, works for you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you still do that? I'm just asking. I still make a note of am I balanced? Am I balanced in my living and how I, you know, how I live? Um, Am I doing too much of one thing and not enough of another thing? Do I have, do I take time to sit and meditate or just to be quiet and listen, you know, let my thoughts drift? So Um, what you're saying is that, that, what you're saying is that that helped you. Yes. Going going to speak to someone. Oh, okay. I think that, uh, I think you should say that because a lot of us have, uh, you know, things going in our lives, and I think it's a good thing when we can go and find someone who can kind of help us, and it's not, you know, we have to understand that that's not a nice thing. No, it's a good thing when you go and try to help yourself. You're trying to get better. I think that's the best thing you can do. And it's not going to hurt you to go and to talk someone. You know, it it just Mm -hmm. might do you good. Mm -hmm. I was going to Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to mm-hmm. mention. I was going to mention um, not to feel embarrassed. Um, right. Right. I, for a long for a long time, I went to counseling and I couldn't ever talk about what was wrong with me because I was too embarrassed to really admit um, what I had been struggling with. And it so took what me you're many, saying many, is that you you went to see him or her and you didn't want to tell them what. Was bothering you? I just you? sort of, well, I told them the surface things of what was bothering me. I just sort okay. of, you know, made stuff up. Like I'm, I'm having a, a you know, a poor week and uh, a week that doesn't feel right, and I would just give them the surface information, but I never ever gave them the real, the real reasons for the re- for the way that I was thinking and feeling because of shame. Okay. It took me many, many, many years, many years to get oh, to the wow. point of and talk and and talking to God and to get me to be able to even face some of the things that I had done. 
some of the decisions that I had made and some of the things that were in my background um, that were causing me shame and influenced the way that I felt about myself, influenced the way that I related to other people, and influenced the decisions that I was making. So that's a gift. That's a blessing in itself. Yes, and I think to get to that point, I think all of us should understand that. I think that's a wonderful thing. As a matter of fact, I would like to go and speak with someone just to speak with them. And I have, uh, I'm not ashamed to speak with someone. I mean, you know, I don't, I, I don't mind when I talk with other people and sometimes you can talk to a friend and they'll give you a good advice. And that's a that's good true. thing. That's but I true. was thinking, I was just thinking maybe I should go and speak to someone, you know, and I don't think that yeah. that'll hurt. I don't think that will hurt. So how long did you do that? Um, how long did I do what? With Go the counseling? Uh, counseling, yes. Oh, for many years. Um, oh, okay. Maybe, you know, 10 years, 15 years. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, because I, I, in, my, in my, young, my early adult life, I was prescribed medicine. And so I just got used to going to the counseling. I used to just go... But I wonder now what I what I was speaking to them about because I didn't have anything to talk about really um, at the time. I didn't I didn't address any of the issues. So you know any of the issues that that that, that held me at that time. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to also mention that um, sometimes you know we think we can handle everything ourselves, and then we take on so much, and sometimes that's not healthy. You know, it's good to support from our friends or from community members and um, it can make a real difference you know if, if to do yeah, that sometimes. Um, to reach out sometimes that's true sometimes yeah that I can make a real is. difference for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I think you know I have friends and sometimes my friends will give me you know, they're not doing it, but they might say something. And when they say something, that kind of uh, helps me, you know, yeah. for something. But I had thought about speaking to someone, you know, just to see what they would say. Yeah. So I think that's a a good thing. So do you still do it or just every now and then or not at all? Every now and then. I do every now and then. Okay. Um, Same person? Once a month. Yeah. Same person? Okay. Yes, the same person. And I've also um, realized that I need to stay closer to God. Okay. um, Because... That was a part of my um, I, ignoring myself, and I don't I'm, I don't push my opinions on other people. But you know, if you have a spiritual practice or 
um, if you once went to church and and you just sort of blew it off, and but but it, but you still like it, you should go back. You know, if you want to. Right. You want to, not to force anyone to do anything they don't want to do. But um, it made a difference in my life, I think. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. I think that's a good thing. I do. And I think it's good for others to hear it because who knows, you know, someone might be listening and they say, well, yeah, I don't know about, you know, going and talking to someone. But I think that would be a good thing for all of us. Yes, it it is a good thing. Yeah, I think I'll I'll talk to somebody and just to see, you know. So you've had that person for years, huh? I've had the relationship with a counselor for years. I've had to switch, you know, um, depending on where I lived. And if I like someone and I, if I looked up, if I searched for someone that I thought was a better fit, I might switch. Oh, um, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. So, yeah. Okay, so you can, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, you can go back to, I want to hear about all these uh, actoring. You've been an actress. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. When I was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, growing up, growing up, I was in school plays a lot. Okay. And um, so... It's in. I had fun with it when I was a child, when I was, a, you know, a, a young person. And then I went to college. I majored in English, and I did a lot of writing. And then after college, I went to. Um, I was a temporary secretary, a temporary receptionist, and they sent me to a lot of production studios and record labels and things, companies like that. And so I thought, well, you know, well, I could try this. Um, and see what happens. And so I started to go on auditions, and I didn't get yeah I didn't get all yeses. I got some no's. Um, but it's in the trying, you know. And it's in okay. the, if you like it. it, yeah, it's in the trying. And if you like it, there's so many different ways, so many different things you can do. You can do TV commercials. You can do theater. You can do television and film voiceovers. Um, to the I went to theater and I went to a big talent agency and I did one um, restaurant commercial like 20 years ago. I did one restaurant commercial oh, in wow. Sacramento, California. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. How they do it too? They they do so many takes, you know, um, rolling and then cut and then they do it over and over and over and over again until they get it right. But um, and then I went to an audition for a Michael Jackson video when they had the nine eleven attack on America. He was going to oh, do a video wow. for Feel the Attack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I went I went to that because I was in the area for the audition, but I didn't get a call back, so I was crushed oh. on that one because I was a big Michael Jackson fan. And uh, 
After that, I went to um, a couple of theater interviews, theater auditions that I didn't get. And then in um, 2011, like 2010 through like 2016, they had all of this filming in my home state in Virginia, in the state of Virginia. They had, um, you know, just big Hollywood filming. Um, Homeland, the television show was filmed there, and Lincoln, the movie, and Ithaca, the movie, Turn American Spies, just to name a few. And I went to a few auditions for those, and I didn't get callbacks, so I was crushed again. Then I thought, you know, maybe this isn't practical for me at my age. Maybe it's for younger people when they're just starting out or people who have majored in it in college. Um, but I was thankful for, I'm just thankful for the experience because I did reach a final, I reached a goal when I came to Maryland. I um, was in three productions. So I had finally oh. reached my goal. Yeah, I finally reached my goal of being in a production. And um, it was interesting. It's still interesting. The work is interesting to me. Um, they ask you to, to portray a certain, a certain, um, a certain what's it called, characteristic, and you have to do that, and then you have to hold it, and they have to take it over and over and over again, so you have to do it over and over again. It's really interesting how they do that. So I'm thankful. Um did you meet anybody? All blessings that are happening in my life. Hmm? Yeah. Did you meet anyone? Um, just the directors and the producers. I met. I haven't met anyone. I met a couple of other extras on the We Own This City television set. Um, a lot of young people, but I didn't meet. No, I haven't met any big name actors. Okay. Okay. Yet. Well, we're going to take, okay, yes. We're going to take a break right now, and then we're going to be coming back. This is the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White Show. Okay. Hi. Is your book club in need of some fresh and exciting questions to ask club members and authors at your next book club meeting? Literacations, the book conversation game, is 70 thought-provoking questions to really get into an in-depth discussion about the books you and your club members are reading. These questions really get into the characters, the storyline, and into the author's head. These questions may just give you and your book club members a whole new way to get into a new conversation, a literacation. Literacations is also a great set of tools for bloggers, interviewers, and authors to use a discussion question. Are you ready to get lit? Please visit our website at litversations.com, L-I-T-V-E-R-S-A-T-I-O-N.com. And please like our Facebook page at Simply Said Reading Accessories. Thank you. Hi, is your book club in need of some fresh and exciting questions to ask 
club members and authors at your next book club meeting. Literization, the book conversation game, is 70 thought-provoking questions to really get into an in-depth discussion about the books you and your club members are reading. These questions really get into the characters, the storyline, and into the author's head. These questions may just give you and your book club members a whole new way to get into a new conversation, a literacy. Literacations is also a great set of tools for bloggers, interviewers, and authors to use a discussion question. Are you ready to get lit? Please visit our website at litversations.com, L-I-T-V-E-R-S-A-T-I-O-N.com. And please like our Facebook page at Simply Said Reading Accessories. Thank you. Okay, now we're back. This is the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White show. And we're talking about uh we're talking about my friend and she'll tell you about some of the things that she has gone through and then how she has come out. And I think that's the wonderful way you can listen to someone. If you're having a issue and someone can help you, that's a good thing. You have to listen. And a lot of people I know, they don't like to listen. And, of course, they really, really, really <laughs> don't want to go <laughs> and pay somebody, you know. But... If you go one time and kind of, you know, well, I don't know. But I think it would be good if any of us at any point in time, if you would like to go and just talk to someone, I don't think that would hurt. What do you think? I don't think it would hurt at all either. Yeah. I think it would help. Yeah. It's on the list of. It's on the list of the mental health checklist. It's okay. To be socially connect- yeah, is to talk to someone um, besides yourself about what your experiences and what you're going through. I think it is good to, you know, just talk to someone and listen and listen. And right now I'm going to introduce my co-host, Mr. Coleman, and how are you this evening? Good, Jenny White. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. And guest? Yes, I guess. You can introduce yourself. Well, I'm sure she has already. Y'all can continue with the conversation. I just oh, me. get in where I fit in. Oh, I'm here. Hi. Sorry, I thought you were talking to Mr. Coleman. I'm sorry. Hi, <laughs> Hi, I'm Spirit Madden. I'm uh, an African-American woman, um, American woman, who has had several, you know, different experiences. I first worked as a receptionist um, at a temp agency, and then I became a substitute teacher. Then I worked at um, a cleaning company. I also worked at McDonald's for four years um, after I was on disability. And 
I just wanted to share my story with Jenny. I had um, aspirations to work in the entertainment industry, but I almost made it a couple of times. And uh, just most recently, I've been a, an extra in three productions here in Maryland. Good and um, yeah, and tell I, them um, about you were on the show last year. And yes, I remember. Mr. Yes. I I was um, a little bit timid and scared, but I remember Mr. Coleman asking me questions. Um, he was very nice, I remember. Um, I was on the show last year, and the title of the show was Depression. And it's how, some of it, a little bit about depression, other than feeling blue, is how we experience things, how we, um, how we interpret things. And... Um, you know, if you're always depressed, but if you and you don't know it, then you could be missing. Um, you could be missing out on some things, and that's also another reason why it's good to talk to other people to get their feedback about situations right. and experiences. That's a good one. Yeah. And then you moved, though. Yes, I moved a lot. Um, I I um, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I. I didn't, when I was a young woman, as a medium young woman, I'd say age 28 to 30, um, when all of my friends were getting married and having babies, I realized that I didn't like some things about myself, and I wanted to change them, and I didn't know how, and so I started talking to God again, or I um, picked up a relationship with God, and it helped me, um, it helped me to remember who I, the real me. And uh, I wanted to share that with, I'd have to think about it some more, but I wanted to share that with other women because um, sometimes we just make decisions and we don't, you know, we don't really mean it. And um, making a mistake shouldn't shame someone so much that they can't reach out to other people for support and uh how I could have been helped much sooner had I not shut down from being embarrassed at the bad person that I thought I was. And, um, you know, if I had just reached out to my friends anyway and asked for help. But I lacked the skills. I didn't know how. You know, it wasn't something that I learned as a young person. So, okay. yeah, well, I, I would say to accept the help. If someone's offering to help you, I would say accept the help. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, one yeah. thing I I wanted to mention to you was that uh, do you still like Tiger Woods? <laughs> I do still like Tiger Woods. Okay. I, um, I like I appreciate and respect him. Um, what he's achieved is really phenomenal, and um, some of the struggles that he's had with his back and his knees and the car accidents and all that. I just appreciate, I, I have a certain respect that I didn't have before um, because I was a little bit immature. But um, he's in the same generation that I am, so it's a little weird, you know. Um, I don't know. Have he's you met him at all? I have not met, no, I have not met him at all. I donated some money and he sent me a letter and thank, to thank me. Oh, for donating okay. some money to his foundation. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, he's uh, our generation. What would you, what would you do huh? to meet him? Oh, I don't know what I would do to meet him. <laughs> I would enter a contest. <laughs> I would enter uh-huh. a contest, maybe, or I don't know. Do better, do better in my life so that I could just run into him by happenstance. You know. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> this is probably unlikely, but you never know. No, you never know. And you right now know. we have someone who would like to talk to you. Hello, and how you doing? <laughs> oh, you're the same Benny White, and I want to talk all Mr. Coleman, and our lovely guest. Her openness is just beautiful. Yes. She's doing something that's very hard to do. It's hard when you 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 know you see your life different from other other people that you can reach out, and because then your pride enters in and all of that. You know you don't want people to know that you're suffering on the inside, and that makes your depression even worse. You know, um, I experienced yeah. some, I experienced something like that. Um, I had asthma. I've had asthma since I was born. But then, you know, it's, uh, after our house burned down when I turned 12 years old, I started having these attacks, and I was sick all the time, just couldn't breathe, having a hard time going to school and things like that, up until my, until my adult years. And, you know, the medicine they give you makes you smell like you're a drunk, you know, back then. And, uh, you know, it was hard to become really social with anyone. So, but, you know, finally I got a job. I was able to take care of myself. I was always sick, sick with that, you know. And then finally the doctor told me, he told me, he said, he said, look, we have given you everything in medical science there is for asthma. He said, I think you need some help, you know. <laughs> he was really explaining <laughs> to me. Mental health. And I said, you mean I'm crazy? <laughs> he said, I think you need <laughs> That oh, made it even really? worse, you know. Oh, my I really got depressed then. But I was t- I reached out like she did. I was telling a friend, we have a friend I knew from the our church, um, and she said, I, she said I have and she knew this couple that had come into some real good you know spiritual truths that she said she had, and so she gave me their number. So um, I called them. They were in Windsor, Canada. It was years ago in Windsor, Canada, and uh, I went over to their house, and he started talking to me about the conflict that we have that developed during our time of, being, of, of you know, of growing up youthful, basic youth conflicts that people have. And it's a big, huge seminar back then, you know. But uh, he counseled me, and he and his wife were just beautiful. Uh, they counseled me. I understood. And she was telling me, she said, I think, Lucy, you can do better with that asthma. She said, if you try something on the, on the more helpful side, you know. Tried, and she kept, uh, they kept encouraging me, but I was afraid. But anyway, when I okay. did what they started to tell me health-wise, you know, the way of eating and things, I saw me, you know, uh, getting a lot of relief. And their counseling, uh, they were just beautiful, loving people, you know. But you know how your pride still there, you know. <laughs> pride um, comes yeah. before a fall, you know, one of them deals. But uh, it helped me to mature. <laughs> And to reach out okay. even more, you know, and then I, then I became more active, you know, as, you know, I wasn't always sick, and, you know, became more active, you know, I got into a lot of health meetings, 
you know, that would teach you how to eat and how not to eat and how to help yourself out on a more natural basis. And it really has helped me. It's really been a help even now. And uh, But it's hard to reach out at first. It's hard to say, hey, I need some help. A lot of times you can reach out to a person and they will lift you up because yeah. of your vulnerability. Yeah. You become vulnerable, That's you know. True. No yeah, one exactly. to say they are weak or need help. And yeah. I think yeah. that was uh, wonderful on your part to say, hey, I need some help and to reach out. Yeah. Even as you, know, as you get older, you know, um, it's still hard, you know, but you go ahead and you try to reach out to others. Treat people, you know, yes. trying to be a help to someone else. And so I yeah. do appreciate you being on the program tonight because it made me start to think of what happened with my, in my own personal life that brought me to a certain point. Some well, of them points you. I That's wish I had done. <laughs> but uh, I am enjoying the conversation with you. I have a question. I really... Go ahead. You mentioned, that, uh, you mentioned that you had some, in your youth, you had spiritual truths that you found out about. Yeah, it was, was a seminar. Okay. Oh, a lot of problems okay. that we have. Yeah, the lot of problems that we have. It comes. It, it develops during our time of our interaction with our parents or what happened to us uh, yes. when we were young. Yeah. Yeah. All of that, yeah. and it comes. It, you know, I'm, it's the funniest thing. I'm talking to a friend right now who, uh, you know, she has a lot of serious health problems, but she's telling the problems that her father wanted a boy, and she was a girl. And the way he treated her. Mm-hmm. And she's an mm-hmm. older woman now. She has some health problems. And it just so happened, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and I'm talking to her now about, you know, a lot of the problems that we have, it stems what happened in our, while we're growing up. Something has affected us. Something has, something yeah. has grown up the wrong way. And then, uh, you know, one of the areas that uh, uh, they talked to me about was how in my interaction with my parents. Well, my, that wasn't a good relationship at all because they were always fighting and arguing and the bills were bad and things like that. And my mother kept having babies and, oh, boy, <laughs> you know, one of them deals. And we got caught up in their argument, you know, and then, you know, mistreatment and stuff. But uh, they helped me to see that even though that it did happen, that we should clear conscience with our parents. If you just had yeah. a poor attitude, you know, not understanding them, you know, I found out a lot of yeah. things later on after I had cleared conscience with my father, that I understand why he was going through so many changes because he saw his brother lynched in the South. He never said anything. Oh, wow. Okay. But that tore, it tore, it tore I wasn't laughing at off. you. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. I'm okay. But yeah. I, now I could understand, and it helped my relationship with my father and with my mother. It started to help to clean out a lot of things. You know, nobody wants guilt in their life. It gave him a yeah. chance to say, you know, tell me, he said, sometimes I wasn't right myself. But the pressure that he was under, just think of that being in his mind, that his brother, he saw him lynched, pulled out to jail and lynched, you know, and nobody did anything about it. And that's mm. on his mind, you know, and he's trying to make a living as hard. Uh, his education skills are not up and all of this, and everybody's pulling at him. He's trying to raise a family. And my mother going back and forth, all of that, you know, was affecting him. But it helped me, and it started to help him too. It started to help uh, my parents, you know, my mother also. It really helped our entire family. But you, someone's got to break the ice. Someone's mm-hmm. got to break the ice and say, hey, please forgive me for my attitude towards you. Somebody's got yeah. to wipe it out. 
And that's what he, we want in our family, to so bring us close together. Nobody's perfect, you know. Yeah, and uh, it was the funniest thing. Was probably when I started having my own personal problems, I didn't go to my mother. I went to my daddy. And he could understand. He started telling me things, you know. In fact, we were really getting close together. And then, you know, he um, had a heart attack and he died, you know. But I can still remember some of the things he told me about life, about this, about that. He, you know, the relationship was just beautiful. And I thank God for that. But it's a lot of the problems we face, it starts in, in our youth, you know, in our it responses does. to what yeah. happened to us, yeah. So I'm not going to take over. I'm going to to see what you got to say. <laughs> yeah. And uh, thanks and how, for coming on the program. Oh, thank you. Yes, I think she's a good uh, good guest. What do you think? You're a good guest? Very much so. <laughs> Yes, okay, is. and you were talking. So, how many times did you move? Oh, too many to count. Um, <laughs> let's see. I moved. Um, I tried to stop the moving in my 30s. You know, I said, this is enough. Um, I've had my little um, fit of despair or fit of ignorance or whatever, and I want to stop this now. But... Um, in my early 20s, I lived in Berkeley, California. Then I went to New York City for a summer, so that's one move. Okay. And then I went. Then I went um, to what did I do after that? To Virginia. I wow. stayed in Virginia for for a few years. That's another move. And then I went back to. Uh, then I went out to Montana by way of California. I stopped in California for a few months and then I went to Montana. I stayed there for four years, but while I was there I had to move every year. Oh. Um, for for some reason or another. One was I didn't get along with my roommates. Another one was that he was not renting out his home anymore. I lived in a in a house, a room in a house and uh you know, things like that. So I stayed in Montana for four years and then I moved to back to Virginia where I stayed for nine for about nine years. I wish I had stayed. I miss it so much. But uh, I was impulsive and because they weren't hiring. That's when I worked at McDonald's. I worked at McDonald's for four years. And um, when they had the when they had all the Hollywood filming, I I stopped work for a little while to go to the auditions. And so then I, when I went back to go to when I went back to go to work, they weren't hiring. They just wouldn't hire me. So I was out of work for like four years. So I came to Maryland, and you know, someone told me, you know, just deal with it. You've got to deal with the decisions you've made. So, but I really um, made made a conscious note in my early thirties that I wanted to change. You know, I had. That's because I had, <laughs> that's because I was um, crashing on people's sofas and stuff like that. You know, stuff that ordinary people don't do, that a lot of people don't do. I was crashing on my friend's sofas and not paying them full rent and stuff like that. So that was the reason that I had that conscious note that I needed to change. Um well, that's what happened. That's what happened. I ended up moving more. So... But at least I stayed put for four years in Montana, you know. It's something about um, 
God says, be still, be still and know that I am God. You know. Okay. Yeah. So what is this with the Native Americans? <laughs> oh, that's part of my heritage. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, from um, very little, but from on my mother's side, um, um, the Sioux Indians um, out in Nebraska. And um, the experience that my, the Sioux, yes, the name of the tribe, the experience that my grandfather had, um, they used to call him Indian. And they used to tell him that it was worse than being African-American. It was the lowest thing you could be. And uh, my grandfather, um, this was back when they when they still had segregation, he... Um, was well accepted in the African American, the black community. So okay. that's where he lived and made his and made his living and and made his friends and married my grandmother, who's a black woman, and um, didn't talk much about it other than they just called him Indian. You know, in the newspaper articles about him, they they always called him Indian, and he just had that. Um, his father was Indian. So he used to talk about it. He used to talk about it. And time so are you still are you still in touch with him? Oh yeah, he's passed away now. Um, he died in like uh, the early two thousands. But mm. people ask me if my name is is Native American. I always that Native American spirit because it's you know different. And um, so it is partly. And I didn't grow up on a reservation, though. So, you know, culturally, um, the tribe might laugh at me if I mentioned it too much. You know, if I used it too much, they might laugh at me and say, you're not really <laughs> tribal. But um, it's just it's just part of my heritage. Like, you know, someone who's Jamaican from Jamaica, their ancestors are from Jamaica, would be Jamaican. So do you have any siblings? Yes. I have um, three brothers. Um, We share different parents. You know, one of my brothers shares the mother, and one of my brothers shares the father. Okay. But that's who who I would um, consider to be my immediate siblings would be my three brothers. One's older and two are younger. And they're all okay. They're all successful. They have wives and children of their own, except for my younger brother. He's still single. So are you guys close? Because you're the only female, right? Yeah, I am the only female. Um, yeah, we're fairly close. Okay. We, we, we celebrate family gatherings together, you know, graduations and school plays and birthdays and stuff like that. Oh, that's a good thing. Yeah, but you know how um, your family can be a certain way and I don't know. Your first family can be a your first family can be a certain way and then you make your create your own family with your spouse and it's different and there's no conflict there though. It's just differences, you know, normal differences. But we're fairly and you, close. And you don't have any uh children? No, I don't have any children. 
Okay. Well, I guess with yeah. all that <laughs> going from state to state, that's kind of uh, neat, too, if you think about it. Really? Yeah, different states. Now, yeah, you probably learn one thing out of every state. That's probably true, Jenny. Okay. Well, I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah, but that's a, a good thing. You know, you were still trying to find yourself. And I think you did yeah. a good job myself. So what are you doing now? Okay, so now I am, I work at a high school, a public okay. high school. And I'm a paraeducator in the special ed classroom. So I work with special ed students. That's my, that's what I like, special needs. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah, it's neat. Um, They're very, they're smart, smart students. And the teachers that I work with are great, very, very um, smart staff, and they support one another. And I... I'm trying to, uh, you know, wake up um, and be thankful, be more thankful than complain, than, than to complain a lot. Um, I feel like I missed a lot, but at the same time, I'm still here. So Yeah, you're still I, here. I'm reaching out still to, to uh, women when I meet them on the International Association of Women. Um, Website, kind of other places, you know, if I happen to meet people, I'm making connections when I can so that I'll never, um, yeah, that's what I'm doing now. And I hope to find a date soon. I hope to go on a date. Okay. Yeah, I know. Some people don't need it, you know, but I just, it's one of my goals, like the acting. Okay. So where are you now? In Virginia? I'm in Maryland. I'm in right outside of Washington D.C. in Silver Spring. Oh, okay. Wow. So yeah. how long have you been there? I've been here 1920. It'll be four years this year in September. Mm-hmm. So how do you like it? I like it. It's um, quiet and. Um, diverse. Um, do you think you'll be there? Do. Or... There's lots to do nearby. Um, okay. I don't know. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna stick out my teaching for a little while until I get the experience that I need to put on my resume. But um, okay. I haven't. I haven't seen any reason to leave yet. Also, if I found a job, if I found a job somewhere else, you know, who knows? So, what other kind of God, uh, what job that are you looking for? Another acting? Oh, um, yes, maybe in the summertime. Absolutely, I'm still open to that. Okay, so you didn't really get a good friendship with any act 
actor or director or anybody like that? Unfortunately, no, and I thought that I would. I thought that somewhere in the span of time that, you know, I would run into someone or I would meet someone, um, even if it's not anyone famous, just someone who works um, closely situated with the business, you know, whether Mm -hmm. they're in digital media or just something like that. Um, But I never did. I only met, I met Daphne Maxwell Reed and Timothy Reed at a, at a Arts in the Park party that they had in Petersburg. And those are the only people that I met. So when you're not depressed, you know, your receptors can be more open. So maybe yeah. I'll try to look, you know, meet some people. Now, I attend some events. Okay, now you have been uh, enjoying someone to help you for years. How do you feel now? Do you feel like you're a lot better than you used to be or maybe just a little bit better or not at all? I think I'm a little bit better. Okay. Um, Yeah, I think I'm a little bit better. I'm a little more grounded and sensible, a little more sensible. Okay. But you feel like maybe one day you might move again? I don't know. Okay. Now, did you say that you were married at some point? No. I missed that whole thing, um, which was a major disappointment for me. I missed the whole... All of my friends are married with, and they're all parents. I'm the only one that's not. Oh, I missed that. Yeah. I had had the... uh, I had problems at the time, or... Um, not problems, challenges that aren't insurmountable. I just haven't met anyone. Okay. Well, I'm sure you can find someone. Maybe if I go to a dating site, I might find someone. <laughs> I think you can. <laughs> I think you can. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry. God bless you. Thank you. So is there something else that you would like to tell us? Tell us that um, maybe we should <laughs> we should go and find someone we can talk to, huh? But tell me about uh you said you had kinda stopped uh saying or I guess going to church. How have you done that now? Oh, that's a good question. Um, because of my belief systems. Um, I grew up as a youth within a New Age religion, which some would consider a cult. And so I believe in 
different religions. I believe in Christianity and Buddhism and Hinduism. Um, and a lot of people say, well, you can't believe in all of those. But that's just how I was formed. I mean, that's what I learned in my formative years. And so um, that's where I went first. And then I started to draw closer to Christianity because I wanted to learn. And so that's where I am now. I'm learning about it. Okay. So you yeah. go to church? I and... was baptized in a Baptist church. Okay. Yeah, and I go I go to a little Methodist church right now because it's close to me. It's around the corner. Okay. Well, yeah. that's a good thing. So at least mm-hmm. you knew that you needed to be closer to Christ. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we all make uh, poor decisions and sometimes we understand and try to fix it. And then a lot of times we did something that we should have not done, but we also just hang on to it. You know what I mean? We we don't know what else to do. So yeah. it's kind of, it's good when you can find someone who you can talk to. I think that's a good thing. Yes. I think so, it is too. Yeah. You still got a thing for Tiger? <laughs> well, I just didn't I didn't pay attention to it for so long. Um you know, I could have gone to attended any of the, not any, but some of the events that they have every year. I don't have it really strongly like, you know, I just appreciate something I would appreciate, uh, something I appreciate. So okay. and to learn about and, and to learn about golf. Oh, are you doing that now? Um, no, but it's, you know, it's on my plans, list of plans. Oh, okay. Tiger Dam. That's what it was. That's what it was. I wanted to go to Tiger Dam. It's um, an event that he held every year, and he has guests, special guests, and, um, you know, musicians or other famous athletes, and sometimes people that are related to his foundation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Okay, and you say you are intimidated by stars? Intimidated a little bit. Right. For some reason. Um, like I was apprehensive a little bit. Um, when I met Daphne Maxwell-Reed, you know, I walked in thinking that I was just going to have a conversation with her, and I, nothing, I opened my mouth and nothing came out. Oh, <laughs> so, and then uh, it happened to me another time also. Oh, okay. I remember, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I think everyone, there's so much um, talk now about finding your purpose and, um, 
reach out to talk to someone for mental health. So I'm listening to those um, speeches, those conversations. Okay. I guess it's a little bit boring, but everyone has their thing, you know. Not necessarily. I mean, it's interesting how you went from one situation to another. And, you know, you had to apologize for Tiger Woods because you were rude to him. And I don't know exactly what, what you said or did that may have been rude to him. Can you share? Um, if you can't, that's okay. I, okay. Okay. I, I'm starting to forget. I'm actually starting to forget, but um, I just didn't want um, I didn't want there to be any uh, negative um, negative anything associated with me because I'm just a working American trying to do the best I can and uh, I wouldn't create any problems for myself and someone like him and you know if you even mention that like in a room full of my family members um, anything like I was rude to him or had some sort of disrespectful way that I communicated or whatever would trouble them deeply. Um, I don't know that they would even talk to me again. So um, that's how much that my family thinks of, like, famous people and people who are, like, really accomplished. Well, you apologize, so that's all you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I think you've done a great job myself. Mm-hmm. And, I've been yeah. Uh-huh. And I think you've done so much, though. I mean, if you've been so many places and you worked at McDonald's. <laughs> Four years. <I> mean, <laughs> That okay. <laughs> and you went yeah, to paralegal that. school at night. Yeah. How did I that did. come? That went well. I made good grades. But you're not uh, paralegal. I'm not a paralegal yet. I plan oh. on finishing it when I can. Okay. Yeah, there was some trouble. There was some problem with my being hired. And so I wasn't able to be hired and go to school at night again. So I've got to get back and get back on track. Okay. Well, you do it. You'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, it's, it's motivation. I've got to get motivated. Yeah. Well, sometimes we have to. And what's the spirit dust in a jar? I don't know. Um, it's related to something. Um, someone didn't like me or or they don't even know that I exist. 
is possible also, and they just had spirit dust in a jar. But I thought it was hurtful. I went to a powwow, a Native American powwow, and I saw it sitting there. I should have taken a picture of it. So it's pretty sure the news, they may not have even been talking about me, hopefully. <laughs> so do you know someone that's a native? Um, I met the author of Native Americans for Dummies. You know those books, um, Microsoft Office for Dummies, um, Gardening for Dummies. They have an orange. They're soft back and they have an orange um, back in the middle. There's a whole book, a whole um, category of books called Something or Other for Dummies. I met the author of that book and I met... uh, some students at Montana State University, and I met um, some people of the the um, Upper Mattapani Tribe in Virginia um, at one of their powwows, and just. Um, Regular people also. I met a few women who are native, who have Native American ancestry. You know who are who are working professionals. Um, so that's something that I'm happy that I've been that I exposed myself to. Um, you know that I learned about over the years is Native American culture a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah, I learned about it when I was in Montana and also a little bit in Virginia. So I'm thankful for that. Um thankful for my health. And I'm thankful that I can be on your show today to talk to oh, yeah. my experiences. <laughs> yeah, this is interesting. It really is. And uh Yeah. I still say that if you want to talk to someone, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. A lot of people are ashamed if they have to, you know, go and speak to someone. But, you know, and then they try to hide it and whatever, whatever. But I don't think it's bad. And if it can help you. I think, you know, there's nothing wrong with it because a lot of times you don't want to talk to your friends. You don't want to talk to your parents. I mean, because you don't want anybody to know. So going to, you know, talk to someone and maybe they might say one thing that can trigger you and help you. So I don't think we should be ashamed you know, a lot of people are ashamed of having to do that. But I don't think anyone should be ashamed. And even if you told someone and they start, you know, talking about you, whatever, whatever, uh, that's because you opened your mouth, which is okay. And, you know, you can uh, do what you think you should do. 
And if they okay. help you, if they can help you, I think it's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. And, I, you good. know, if, I think I need to go and talk to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and see what's going on. I mean, it would be okay. I don't have a problem with it. I don't know how much they cost. But that might be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I really uh, appreciate you being on the show tonight. I really do. I really do. And I would That's like hope, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, I want you to give us something that you can leave us with. Oh. Um, Just never to be too ashamed to ask for help or to accept help. That's right. That's right. I believe that. Yeah, so. and also, and also, um, I think everyone already knows this one already, though. But um, you know, write down what you need to do, your goals and stuff, so that you don't get distracted, so that you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so you know, life can't pull you in another direction, or a person can't pull you in another direction. I think everyone knows that, though. That one, but. Um, if you if it's something that they don't talk a lot about a lot in your family for whatever reason, you know, it's good to know. It's good to learn those things, like the like the um, seminar that Mr. Coleman took or that the gentleman guest took. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a good thing. I have enjoyed mm-hmm. you. I have enjoyed you. I really have. Well, and, thank you, uh, Miss White. Yes. And you, you can come on. Me. I enjoyed it. Okay. What did you say, Lucy? I said I enjoyed it too, yeah. Yeah, she enjoyed really. it too. To be open. It's the hardest thing to be open. Yeah. It is hard. Very, very difficult. Because, it's like yeah. I said, it makes you vulnerable. Nobody wants to feel vulnerable. Like you might share it with someone and they go blab it all over the place. All yeah, over, that's you know. true. That's true. Yeah. And during this time, we have COVID and all of this. People are really closed up, but they're scared. There's a look like this fear oh. that's permeating the entire country. The sickness, the death, oh. all of this. We have been going through an awful lot. And then you're going to talk about your first trauma? No. Yeah. It is. And we have had a lot of suicides, a lot of things that's going on. People yeah. are looking at to um to reach out just to reach out to someone when I know I go to the okay. supermarket I, I was talking this man was limping I thought I said oh how you doing he said that man stopped and he talked and talked and talked <laughs> I, I felt like boy but he opened, he opened up and I did this and I had my help well, this happened and I'm going to do this and all that and I'm, I couldn't walk it but I'm doing it. I said you're doing good you know they can't keep a good man down you know that, now, you know, building him up, and he talks and talks and talks and talks and talks. People are afraid, and they're locked within themselves, you know. They're locked yeah. within themselves. But just to say, you know, how, how you're doing, you know, all this, and uh, you keep it safe, you know, something like that. 
you'd be surprised how people, we as Americans are really frightened, you know, we're going through something we've never really experienced in a long time. That's and uh, you'd be surprised. You just say a positive word to somebody, and they just open up, <laughs> you know. They really open up. And uh, I, I'm glad that you feel comfortable enough to come and share with us today. I think that's, that's wonderful what you have done. Thank, Thank you, you for your positive. Yeah. Now you're making peace with yourself. And, you know, because you, know, you have a right, hey, you have a right. Make peace with yourself. That no matter what happens, I'm me, I'm going to be me, and yeah. I feel good about being me. <laughs> you know, one of them deals. There you go. Yeah. Thank you for that positive feedback. That's wonderful. Uh, yeah. I'm glad yeah, you get positive feedback. Yeah. She's like that. <laughs> I've got yeah. so much mess. I might as well be. <laughs> yeah. So I thank you for your, your, uh, what you said. <laughs> okay. Uh, but uh, I also think uh, what my friend said, too. I appreciate her. I really do. And before we go, I just want to thank you again. And like I said before, you can always, always call me and say, well, you know, uh, Jenny, I've done another thing, and I would like to share it with your people. So, uh, I mean, and that's okay. That's okay. Anytime. Oh, anytime. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Jenny. That's wonderful. Thank oh, you. Yeah. That's wonderful. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Anytime, anytime. And I'd like okay. to say before we go, sometimes we must be hurt in order to grow. Sometimes we must okay. fail in order to know. Sometimes we must lose in order to gain. Because some lessons in life are best learned through pain. Wow. And having said that, I will say thank you, all of those that uh, talked about us. And, you know, I thank you for all of those that listened. I thank you. And I'd like to say go and have a great weekend and let me tell you that this has been let's talk about it with Jenny yes and have a good good weekend good night good night good night bye bye good night thank you good night good night